Welcome to today's energy show. It's my pleasure to introduce V. Allen, CEO of Tygo Energy. They're based in Los Gatos, California, and they make power electronics for solar panels. They don't make microinverters, but they make these things called power optimizers. They used to be sold in a discrete method, so they would, you would bolt them to the back of the panel or onto a rack, but now they're building them into the junction box, and they've coined the term smart module or smart solar panel. So every solar panel has this intelligence, this extra electronics on the back. So this is a terrific concept, and it's actually going to improve the, the performance of systems as well as reduce the costs. So welcome to the show, Shvi. Thank you very much for having me, Billy. All right, good. So just give us a little bit of an explanation of what a power optimizer is. Uh, maybe I'll uh, jump into uh, a smart module, if you don't mind, sure. uh, just to get started. And uh, A smart module, by our definition, is a module that knows how to communicate, that you're able to actually have some conversations, meaningful conversations with it. Uh, I, I suspect you're very well aware that there are over 500 million modules, PV modules in the world installed. And very few people know actually how many are actually operating right now. They don't know mainly because they're not communicating. So by our definition, a smart module is a module that knows how to communicate and tell you how they feel. They mm -hmm. feel good, they feel bad, they're producing, they're not, they need to be cleaned. And it sounds very new age. Uh, very, very new <laughs> age, yes. And then in addition, we add additional functionality that optimizes it. So what happens to modules over time, pretty much like human beings, we are not the same when we get born, even the modules look the same, and as we grow up and we age, we age differently. So there is a mismatch between the modules. They don't operate exactly the same. So optimizing modules is to get the best out of each, even though when they are connected in a sequence, in a series, they actually do not produce the same amount of energy, and in a normal system, they produce as good as the least producing, unless you use an optimization mm -hmm. from a Tygo. Okay. And, and, and how do these, um, l let's talk about it in two, two components. First, we'll talk about how it does the optimizing, and then let's talk about the communication. So what, what kind of electronics are you using to, to balance out the output of each of these modules? So in the very simplistic way, uh, we use what's known as impedance matching, which is a technology term for getting the maximum energy out of uh, the module itself. I can liken it in very simplistic terms to something that everyone will understand. When you use a water hose in your house and you squeeze it in one place, the amount of water that will get out of the house would be based on where it was squeezed. Mm -hmm. We automatically detect it and create a bypass. So we can generate the maximum energy out of or get the maximum water out of that pipe. Equally to the energy, that's what we do. And, and what kind of circuitry do you have inside that, that module to do this? It's a fairly sophisticated um, set of electronics that mm -hmm. has been in development for over six years. We've gone through several iterations. We are today down to less than 50 components, highly integrated. Many patents are protecting it, 50 patents. is made of the same material as the module itself, so it lasts forever, pretty much like the module itself, and is extremely reliable. Is there a lot of heat generated by these components? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, we are the only device out there at the 99.6% efficiency, meaning we are actually only losing 0.4% in terms of heat generated when it works. Something else which differentiates the Tiger technology from others is it really detects when it needs to operate, unlike a microinverter and or other competing technologies. 
and it would start operating only then when there is a problem. Else, it lets the module ju- just do its job. So you get these performance benefits and the communication benefits, and it's going to cost you a little bit of electronics and 0.4% in, in lost energy, lost heat. Okay, so how are these things packaged? I, I know when I first started looking at these optimizers, you know, they, they came out, uh, National Semiconductor had a product a long time ago, like six or seven years ago. They were in, you know, kind of big, bulky, discrete boxes that you'd have to bolt onto the back of the, the solar panel. Is that what you're doing now? The answer is no. We've matured from then. It just shows our age. Uh, We started, like many other vendors, with an attached box. And we moved into what I call the integrated box. So the attached box is a box that you actually add to the module or to the racking system in the field, on the house, and you connect the wires. When you get the integrated electronics, it actually sits inside what's known as the junction box. And you just buy a smart module. That's it. Okay, so so it's gotten a lot easier to install, and, and I'm an installer, so it's really important to me to find a way both to improve the performance of the system, and microinverters do that, optimizers do that, but also to make it easier to install. And it's a pain in the neck to unbox discrete components, bolt it onto the module, ground it, wire it, whatever. When everything's built into the module, then it makes my life a lot easier and it reduces my installation costs. You actually would not even know the electronics is on the module itself. It looks the same like a junction box. It has the same two wires and that's it. It's Mm. as simple as a non-smart or quote-unquote dumb module. Ah, ah, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So so we talked about the way that it improves the performance. Is there a, do you have a a gauge of about how much better output you get on a typical system? I know it's going to be different for commercial and residential, but but what's your analysis on that? So it it really differs, uh, uh, there are differences in time, there are differences in in the modules, and there are differences in the installation. In some cases, you won't be able to make installations without using optimizers. If you have the roof that has different tilts in different directions, different orientations, you won't be able to utilize it unless you use optimizers and all microinverters. We have customers who have experienced averages of anywhere between 5% improvement to 30-35% improvement, depends on the system itself. And one additional component that anyone needs to take into consideration, when the system ages, after about seven years, when you start getting the return on investment or six and a half years, that's the time when it is most important and you generate more, and that's the time when you start seeing more of the mismatch, and you need that electronics. Yeah. So, so it really helps during the life cycle of, of the system. Exactly. So to, to, to me, and I'm an installer, so installation is, is paramount and, and performance is paramount. What, what I really like about these smart modules, uh, and, and I get the same benefits with microinverters, is I don't care what the orientation is. I don't care if a module is partly shaded by a chimney or a tree. We're going to put up as many modules as the customer wants in the best locations we can, but I don't have to spend a lot of time on an engineering basis or an installation basis moving things around or wiring things separately. We just put it all up on the roof, plug it in, and it works, and that's that's what I really like about um, the optimization concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. It adds quite a bit of value and, and makes uh, the life much easier. Uh, one... Uh, difference would be only, I mean, in terms of pricing and value, is that as you move to, and the two technologies are similar from that perspective, but the difference in the price is that if you go to the microinverter, today at the three kilowatt range and below, the price difference would not be as much. But as you go to the three kilowatts and above, uh, the optimization that comes embedded, integrated on the module is substantially cheaper. 
There's an in, there's an interesting trade-off on 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 installation costs on total cost of the customer, and, and everybody in the solar industry is trying to reduce the total cost of the system they install. And it's got two components: it's got the parts component, and it's got the installation labor component. And it's great when you have a technology that um, is comparably priced or cheaper, and it's easier to install. And and that's what I like about the embedded modules. It's 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 cheaper than a, a microinverter solution or a discrete optimizer solution. You get the same benefits, and it gives you the, the um, it's it's a lot easier to install. So Absolutely. you save on labor, you save on parts cost. All right, let, let's talk a little bit about the communications. How does that work? The communication is a wireless communication, uh, similar to the Wi-Fi at home, using a different, more robust protocol, industrial commercial protocol. Uh, that is uh, deploying what's known in the technical jargon as mesh networking. Mm -hmm. And so it allows for communication from any unit, any module, to any other module on the roof itself and to a device which is known as a gateway that allows it to communicate with the Internet. So the Internet can be in the f connection can be in the form of Wi-Fi or your regular wiring or a cellular connection. Either one of them will work. And as a result, you now get the benefits of being able to see every single module, how is it performing in increments of two seconds, one minute, one hour, one week, whatever you want, at any given time over the history of the usage of that module. So, so let's kind of take it step by step. The, you have electronics on the back of each module, and there's a mesh network between those 20 optimizers. And then, and then that mesh network then somehow communicates to a gateway somewhere? Where's that? Um, two questions. Where's that gateway located? And is it wireless communication to the gateway, or is it through a power line carrier? It is a wireless communication to the gateway. Mm -hmm. The gateway can be installed next to an inverter, or if you buy one of the more integrated inverter, what we call the smart inverter, like a Keiko or a Fornius. Uh, Fornius announced the FE line of inverters just uh, early in July this year. Mm -hmm. They have an integrated capability built into the inverter itself, and so you don't need to install any gateway. You just buy the FE Fornius inverter. You buy a smart module from any one of the known brands, Trina, Jinko, JA, any one of those, and you install it like a regular system. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we've got the, the modules on the roof, the smart module on the roof, communicate via Wi-Fi to a gateway, which is just a circuit board or a box. It's kind of like um, right. you know what the other microinverter companies sell. And then that gateway is plugged into the internet. It sends data up to your server. And then, and then anybody can access that data through a cell phone or through a computer, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and what's, what's involved in installing all this um, communication equipment? I, I know my, my guys are installers. They've got, you know, they're roofers or electricians. Um, they're not IT guys. So how do they deal with it? So the most recent release that we have done uh, allows you to use any mobile phone um, t that gets connected wirelessly to the Internet and wirelessly to the inverter itself. And with a push of two buttons it would automatically set it up for you. It's as easy as literally just pushing two buttons. Number one, our application detects the actual location where the installer is. So it knows already by the virtue of the design of the system, what is the system supposed to be composed of? Which inverter? How many modules? It would just verify it. That's button number one. If you made a change because you didn't anticipate that you'll be able to install, you know, only 18 modules as opposed mm. to 20, you change it on the spot, 
and then you push the start button and you literally go away. There is nothing you need to set up. Okay, so, and then from an installer's perspective or a homeowner's perspective or a, a fleet owner, commercial building owner's perspective, how do they get access to this performance? Where do, where do they see it? They're able to get accounts on our cloud uh, with various permissions based on who is the owner, who installs, which permissions are allowed to whom, and they'll be able to see various pieces of information, including getting alerts in case of there is an issue and it needs to be attended to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we've um, I've been monitoring pretty much every system I've installed since 2009 on an individual module basis, and it is pretty handy. Um, once in a blue moon, we see a problem with a, a module that just you know goes bad. Um, more often, there's a, a problem with a microinverter, and those are just you know one out of thirty or so, and we just swap those out. That's pretty easy. Um, and then and then you just see some gradual um, d- diversion or digression of the performance of a group of modules, and usually it's not too bad, and the microinverters can kind of handle that. So historically, the string inverters have had this uh, MPPT maximum PowerPoint tracking built in. How do you handle that PowerPoint tracking? How does that work? It's an outstanding question. Thanks for asking me. Um, there are actually, uh, in the smart space, there are two competing technologies. There is the microinverter, and then there is the DC optimization. In the DC optimization, there are two competing technologies. One, which is an inverter-specific, that deals with the MPPT in one way, but you are locked into that system. And the other one is the one that Tygo is promoting and delivering, which is an inverter-agnostic So we do the MPPT locally on the module itself, not relying necessarily on the inverter. Mm -hmm. And then the inverter can have the much better optimization mechanism because they're already set with a system which is already optimized to some extent as opposed to not. Mm -hmm. And so the customer can select whichever inverter they wish to have. And they can get a very cheap inverter or they can get a more expensive, depends on their needs and what are they looking for. Okay, so so you've got now. And how does how do the costs of those two different architectures compare on the optimizer side? Uh, the differences between the two costs are not as high. I mean, they're pretty much roughly the same. Mm-hmm. The differences are that in the Taigo architecture case, the unit which is on the device itself, integrated on the module, is by far much more cost effective. Probably about thirty percent more cost effective than the other solution. Mm-hmm. And the other solution allows you to have an inverter, which is more cost-effective, by about 15 or 20%. So it depends on now how many units are you installing. If you reach the 15 units plus, Tygo has an advantage. If you are the 15 units, 15 modules, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, on the roof and below, the other one has an advantage, but the differences are not too big. It's really the biggest differentiator is, do you want to be in a closed system? Or do you, you want to be in an open system, really? Mm-hmm. Do, are, do you want to be in a position in which, you know, you'll be able to replace an inverter with any inverter in the future if you have a problem? Or a module with any smart module if you have a problem, as opposed to being locked into just one Yeah, that, 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 that definitely makes a, a difference. Big you know, difference. Installers like to have um, some choice and flexibility of the equipment they install. That's why there's so many module companies. That's why there's so many inverter companies. And, you know, there are companies that have done pretty well, like Enphase, with a proprietary solution because they're the first ones. But there's lots of competition kind of coming down the pike. Right. Um, well, we started to talk a little bit about costs. Let's, um, let's talk more about the costs to... An ordinary installer that's, you know, not putting in thousands of systems a year. And I just want to kind of 
um, uh, go through some of these numbers. So let, let's just kind of talk about the, the costs. These are the wholesale costs to an ordinary installer. And let's say I want to buy a regular um, string inverter with, um, you know, with regular monitoring. And my costs for that are going to be about 60 cents a watt. Now, I, I do a lot of Enphase systems. I always have, and I really like those systems because they've got the capabilities of performance and, and, and communication that, that, that we're talking about here as V. Um, and, and those systems cost me about 70 cents a watt. So it's more money, 10 cents a watt more, but I get other benefits and better performance and it's worth it. Now, when I, when I initially kind of looked at pricing the, the Tygo solution, buying the discrete units so I would bolt those onto the back of the modules or, or, or racking like we do with Enphase, that's going to cost me a penny a watt less. It's 69 cents a watt. But the, the exciting thing is now that you've got um, the embedded solution, that, that embedded solution is going to cost me about 63 cents a watt. So I'm, I'm a, a 3 cents a watt more than an ordinary system, and I get all of the performance benefits, the communication benefits, and the, the, the ease of installation benefits. And, and now that that's to, to an installer like me, I'm a little guy, but big guys are going to see even bigger, um, better costs and, and bigger savings. That's pretty compelling. Is that, is that what's kind of driving your growth? Absolutely. And, and as a matter of fact, when you start adding the installation cost, the installers just love it because they can do two and a half, three installations a day, or they can just get out of the job much quicker. They don't need to carry or schlep so many of those boxes up the roof and cables and trunk cables. It's much, much better. And so, yeah, that's the main key driver for our success. Yeah. So, so that, that hit on an interesting point is um, from, an, from an installer's perspective, it's kind of hard to convince them to pay a lot more money for a technology if it's going to save them labor because they really have to experience it and not, it's not until they ramp up. And it took Enphase years to get to that point, but they, they've convinced installers of that. But when you're at the point with Tyga with an embedded solution where the cost is about the same and it's, it's going to be intuitive to any installer, hey, I'm going to save installation time on this, then you get some really fast growth. Are you starting to see that happen with the smart modules? Absolutely. By far, we are the number one in the world in shipping integrated smart modules. We have installations already in various locations all over the world. Uh, we had last year, we had two OEM vendors. Today, we have 13, uh, seven of which are on the list of the top largest 10 manufacturers of PV modules in the world. Uh, I can name all yeah, of them. Yeah, who, who are they? Uh, we have, the, uh, Trina was an early adapter among the top guys, and they're number one. Uh, we have uh, Jinko and JA, and Yingli is about to start shipping. Canadian is about to start shipping. Um, LG is about to start shipping. I mean, we have a large number. Silfab, Absola, I can go on and mm -hmm. on and on. Yeah, that, that's interesting because when you have that choice and then a, an installer uh, can, can, within a relationship with these big companies, they can buy direct or the, the, these products are going to be available at distributors for the, the small and medium guys to buy. That's when it really kind of takes off. Absolutely. And all of them, by the way, pretty much agreed to use the smart slogan for the module. So they, you'll buy a Trina Smart or a Jinko Smart or a JA Smart and the smartness would come in the form of the communication component as we've described before and all the various electronics that is attached to the module. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great tagline. What, what's the mix that you see and that you see going forward between residential and commercial? We see a large increase in the residential uh, picking up this year and, and moving forward. Traditionally, our technology has been much more successful deployed, even though we did not target it, at the commercial and utility scale. I would say that uh, historically we had probably about 
probably 70% in the commercial and utility. We have installations that uh, are as big as 4.8 megawatts. And as a matter of fact, we just won a 7 megawatt job in the UK, uh, which we are very excited about. And then we have other installations which are 2, 3 kilowatts. This last year, uh, with the advent of uh, residential growing very fast in the US and also in Japan starting to grow much faster, we have seen a major uptick in, in those two main areas. And we anticipate that probably within the next, I would say, year, probably 50%, if not more, of our installations would be in the residential. Yeah, I, I, I have always liked the residential market because it, it it's just grows steadily, and especially you know in the U.S., there's just so much potential for that. Now, now you're headquartered in Los Gatos. What, um, what other countries are you operating in? We have uh, an office, a uh, development support office in Israel. We have a uh, sales and support office in uh, Italy for Europe. We have an office in Japan doing pretty much the same. We have an office in Australia doing pretty much the same. And we have an office in China that is supporting our OEM module manufacturers on one hand, as well as the local market. I don't know if uh, individuals are aware, but China is going to be very big. They're talking about installing anywhere between 8 gigawatts to 14 gigawatts in the next 12 months. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, huge. It's, a, it's, a, it's a huge market. It's big just because they've got so much potential for utility scale. And then, you know, when you look at residential, um, a lot of tiny little systems, right. just like solar hot water is going on there. Right. You know, people have uh, yeah, one, one solar panel to heat their house and they'll have four PV panels for a little bit of electricity. You guys are really pioneering some of this rooftop electronics. What do you see as the future? To set the clock ahead five years, where are we going to be uh, for installers, residential and commercial? What are we going to be installing? I uh, strongly believe that uh, in five years you would not be able to buy a module which is not smart. 100% of the modules will be smart, pretty much like with the mobile phones. Uh, who will go to the store today to buy a Nokia phone or a Motorola phone? Can you even find one? Uh, everyone is buying a smartphone. Yeah. Uh, they're not quite what they're, they're going to do with it and how many applications <laughs> are they going to use, and sometimes they're confused. But in the PV module space, it's pretty much the same. We are converting every single module to what we call an IoT or Internet of Things. Uh, it's an internet communicating device, and there are going to be different types of smart modules. You'll have smart modules which are safety only, just to disconnect them in case of fire or an emergency, and you don't need any optimization. You'll have smart modules which are um, for optimization purposes. You'll have smart modules because you want to put more modules in a string, long strings, to you know get more energy for the same cost, essentially, from yeah. the inverter. So you'll have different reasons why. And also, that smart is going to morph itself into working with your house. So you'll be able to maybe divert some of the energy to the house usage as opposed to not and things of that nature. Yeah, it, it's, it's just all happening because electronics are getting cheaper and cheaper and the communication capabilities are getting there. So how can our listeners get in touch with Tygo? They will just go to uh, the website, tygoenergy.com, www.tygoenergy.com, or they can send an email to sales at tygoenergy.com and we'll be more than happy to... Uh, work with anyone. All right, good, good. You know, everybody wants to be smart, um, and uh, smart modules are the way to go. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks, V, and thanks to our listeners for joining us. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. Mm-hmm.